1: jr Spear. r spear welcome everyone to the daily creep podcast show and today i have a different episode that i'm excited to be able to bring to all of you guys to listen especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to make more with your money with your investments and with more with your assets i have an old friend of mine that i was able to reconnect with after tons of years his name is josh jackson and he is the ceo of signature home financing Josh has 13-plus years' experience in finance, investing, and technology, and is the CEO of Signature Home Financing. He is uh, Him and his team have over 100 years of experience in originating private mortgages. Private lending allowed him to become the bank for families who desperately wanted to own a home but didn't qualify for j- traditional loans. For the first seven years, Josh bought homes, fixed them up, found buyers, and arranged for the sales all with his own money. Month after month, he's collecting payments on 15 to 30-year term loans that will continue to earn him high rates of returns for years to come, and now he wants to share his knowledge to help others invest properly. So, if you guys are listening to this episode, I wanna highly suggest that you grab some pen, or grab a pen, grab some paper, and take some notes because he is gonna bring the fire to be able to give you some tips, some strategies of what you can do to invest and make your money work for you. So, welcome, Josh. Thank you so much for joining us on our Daily Creek Podcast show. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, JR, for inviting me. Yeah, well, I'm excited that we were able to connect after so many years. I mean, I looked up to you so much as a leader. Back in the day when we were doing some different uh, business ventures together and learned a ton from you. So for me, it's a privilege to have you on my show and be able to share some of this knowledge because I know you definitely poured into me. I've definitely learned a lot from you over the years. And being able to reconnect and and uh, build our relationship again is definitely excites me. And I just know that you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience that our listeners who are on the show is can take away a ton of value from you. So thank you so much for being on here. It's a, it's definitely my pleasure. And for the audience, you know, it's a treat for them as well. So to, to kind of start out, you know, why don't you take us through a little bit of background about your experiences. I know we kind of gave an intro, but why don't you elaborate on that a little bit about what you do and what got you to where you're at? Yeah, no problem. Um, Well, I think like as most entrepreneurs,
0: as most people we grow up, we want to create some sort of a passive uh, um, income, right? Like we know this body's going to wear out over time and we want to put our money to work so our money makes money while we sleep, right? I think that's the goal of everybody. And a lot of people think that real estate is a great way to do that and they are correct. Real estate's been around for decades, centuries, and it's going to stay around for decades, centuries. You know, it's not going anywhere. So I, like most people thought, well, you know, in real estate, the thing I know that we're supposed to do is buy homes and rent them out, right? That's residual income, right? Let's do the rental thing because that's all we're ever taught. So that's what I tried to do. And I had some really, 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 really bad experiences in being a landlord. And I quickly found out being a landlord was just not going to be my thing. I mean. I can tell you, like, I got lots of stories, but I'll tell you a couple easy ones. I mean, people just up and leave in the middle of the night, like vanish, they're gone. Like, okay, I guess I got my place back, you know? And then the other one was at two o'clock in the afternoon on a hot August summer day in Arizona, I get a call from a detective from Georgia saying, Mr. Jackson, does uh, do you own such and such home? I'm like, well, yes, sir. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know that you have wanted fugitives living in your home right now. And my first thought was, a, I hope they're not wanted for murder. And okay. B, how fast can I get these people out of my house? Right. Uh, well, it's it's a process, as anybody knows. Getting tenants out of your house is a process, even though they are wanted fugitives. Wow. Um, I even knew the I even knew the the judge in the county. Um, he was a client of mine, and he even helped me show me what to do to expedite the process. And it still took me six weeks to get the constable to the house to knock on the door to get him out. Well, they were arrested, but then it was only supposed to be three of them. Well, there's 15. They're supposed to have no dogs. They had three dogs. They tore up the drip lines. They are eating holes in the stucco. There was dog feces in the carpet, dried. Like it cost me well over five figures to rehab that house and get it rented out again. At that moment, I knew I never wanted to be a landlord again. And I found I got rid of that house. Um, so, you know, what was the what was the next option? You know, how did I learn about doing mortgage notes, investing in notes? Well. Uh, about that time, uh, it was 2008. You know, the housing market crashed, and unfortunately, I crashed along with it. Um, I ended up going through bankruptcy, foreclosure. You um, know, I was very house rich and cash poor at the time, and i I, need, I needed a fresh start. I was married at the time. Uh, my ex and I decided to move to Texas, and that's where uh, we met my my uh, my mentor and. She wanted to own, didn't want to rent, and but had a foreclosure. So there's a thing in Texas called owner financing where the owner who owns the property owns it free and clear. And then they can originate the mortgage and sell it on terms. Okay. It's it's up to them on what they want to do. Um, well, I met this guy, bought a house from him. Um, we we're making good money. We just went through a really bad time. And I started asking him questions because uh, I did mortgages for the previous year with quick and loans and I'm like, you know, how do you do this? How does this process work? And well, he told me, he ended up being my mentor, uh, teaching me everything he knows. And like, now I have the ability to uh, have that passive income without dealing with tenants, toilets, termites, trash. And I don't have to deal with property management companies. I don't have to deal with all that headache. I mean, it's literally, literally, I joke around, it's the sexiest non-sexy investment you'll ever make, right? It's not sexy because you're never going to see it on an HGTV, yeah. but you know what's sexy? Is I sold my first mortgage note in 2012. I've talked to the guy literally three times since then, right? I've never, I've never paid to repair anything. I've never gotten an email, a memo, or phone call saying, hey, Josh, I wanted to let you know that I repaired the AC unit or the roof or the tile or the or the toilet or the sink. I don't get phone calls because guess what? You don't call the bank when something happens, right? Right. You fix it yourself. Now, so I teach investors how to be the bank. And I have passive income
1: coming in every single month. Uh, with no phone calls no headaches that's beautiful man so how, how did you uh i mean we, we talked a little bit about what what led you there but how how fast and easy is it to get started with doing something like this uh depends on
0: well it's very fast and easy i mean obviously it's a little bit of a mind shift for most people they just have to wrap their mind around it they have to wrap their mind around that they can be the bank right cuz you're not taught that our minds are not wired that way you know uh, most people don't talk about mortgage notes, and there's a reason why we can maybe talk about that later. But as soon as you want to buy one, there's a whole secondary market of mortgage notes available that you can purchase uh, today. If I had the capital, I had an investor who called me and said, "Hey, um, I need a note. Um, I have X amount of dollars. Here's the kind of parameters I'm, I'm looking for. I could go out and find it for him."
1: Yeah, this idea of being the bank kind of intrigues me because I never really thought about you know being the bank. You know, I always thought it's like, okay, you got to go to these big guys that had the money to be able to do it and just never really understood how that process worked or just me as an individual on how to actually make it work for me. So, but with with mortgage notes, you know, why, why isn't this talked about more? Like why, why aren't people, more people doing this? Or maybe there is a huge, uh, you know, a ton of people out there doing these mortgage notes, but why isn't it talked about more? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, mortgage industry
0: is, is actually fairly big. Um, Not as big as obviously, The uh, the real estate market. Okay, the reason why it's not talked about more is because there's no money in it, right? The people who do it don't talk about it. Like they kind of keep it close to the vest, the investors. You know, they don't need to talk about it. Okay, now I think when you buy to buy and sell a house, a rental, like a rental property, guess who's involved? Okay, more uh, uh, real estate agents, mortgage lenders, title, all the ancillary products. All these people are getting paid commissions, fees. So they want to talk about it. They want to promote it because they want people to lose their business and they want to get paid. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way it is. So that's why when you sell a house, it's cost you eight to 10 points. Okay. All those people get paid. When you go sell a mortgage note, it's maybe a couple hundred bucks. You have legal fees and drawing up the paperwork and you send it to the county to file. That's it. It's very fast. It doesn't take a month to do. It can take a couple of days. So when you find a note, you can pull the trigger, you get the documents, And then you wire the money, um, sign the paperwork,
1: file it with the county. It's it's very quick. So from an investment standpoint, what would you say the average return on something like this could be for someone that's looking into other investment opportunities and they still know know where to get started? We talked, you you explained a little bit about your your renting experience, but let's just say someone Mm -hmm. listening to this and they're like, oh man, that sounds like something I really want to invest and get into. What is an average return on something like this? You know, it's it's gonna vary a lot. Um, it's all gonna depend on the individual
0: property. Okay. Uh average returns, I would say if you're just gonna go go get a note on the secondary market that's performing uh well, it's been performing for months or maybe even years, you're probably looking at um eight to 10%. That's a good, that's a good realm. Seven, eight, nine, ten percent. But you remember this is a hard asset. Okay. So if the people stop paying, you get the property back. You don't lo- you do not lose your asset. Okay. You take that asset and sell it to somebody else. You have a lot of different options. Um, if I but for me, like when I control the process more, uh, my returns I get in my investors are anywhere from 10, 12, um, maybe in as high as um, you know, 13, 15, if we just do raw land. So I control the process start to finish. I find the deal that fits my numbers. I take care. I mean, I do the rehab. I'll go find the borrower and then I'll deliver it to uh, my investor uh, with a nice little pretty bow on top, so to speak. So, I have a little bit more white. When I do my own properties, I have a little more white glove service that I offer my investors that you're not going to
1: hear anywhere else. That's awesome. So, if, if like, say for me, for, for example, if I wanted to kind of get started in this, what would be my first step and what would I need to be doing? Talk to me,
0: understand the process because mortgage is like an iceberg. It doesn't really move very fast, um, but when it's time to buy something, it can move very quickly and you got to be, uh, you got to understand what's going on. You got to be prepared, uh, understand the process, understand the steps. So when they happen, they happen quickly, but the mortgage industry overall moves at about a, you know, an iceberg pace. Um, so for you, I would say, well, I'd want you to, I would want to sit down with you, understand what your goals are, what your needs are, uh, what a successful business relationship would look like between the three of uh, the, the two of us. So let's say in three years, we sat down for coffee. I, I'd want to know what success looks like for you. Okay. Success looks different for, for each individual person. Um, are you looking to create, create a monthly income stream? You know, you're looking to, for tax advantages. Are you, what are you looking for? Uh, that way I can better
1: best help you. So why would someone want to do these mortgage notes for an investment versus like a regular IRA or working with a financial advisor or something like that? Yeah. Well, the great thing is
0: you can't, if you have a self-directed IRA or 401k, you can invest in mortgage notes with that. So that's a, that's one uh, huge advantage. Uh, The other one is you are in control of it. You're not paying money managers. You're not paying fees. You're not investing in um, uh, mutual funds where the fund manager is the one who wins and has no risk. You know, you get the lower returns, and you taking all the risk. Like I would, I honestly personally would never invest in a mutual fund. That's just me, right? So you're going to have an asset because if they stop paying, then you get the asset back. So when you when you talk about default on a mortgage note, it's not necessarily a bad thing. More often than not, it's going to be financially beneficial. To
1: the investor, yeah, that that that's definitely uh definitely interesting. I personally have a mutual fund and and Roth IRAs and all, all these different things, and it really until me and you were having conversations, never really thought of the idea of doing you know mortgage notes. Now, what is there like what what would be like the upfront cost to even get started with something like this?
0: Again, it depends on the note that you want to do. Uh, you can even start off doing a partial. And a partial means that let's say an investor owns a mortgage note and he is willing to sell the, we'll call it the first half of the note. So it's a 30 year note. Um, He's willing to sell the first 15 years of it. And again, I'm just going to give you the high level without numbers, because it's all going to vary dependent on the note and what the investor wants, what the person who's going to purchase the partial wants and coming to an agreement there. But uh, but buying the partial would be very beneficial. Great way maybe even start out because you have a lower upfront cost. Not only is your asset secured by the real estate, but it's also going to be secured by the investor who owns the back half that wants to make sure and get paid. Okay. So it's going to be very safe
1: on those. You're probably looking at, you know, seven, 8% returns. So I mean, when it comes to these mortgage notes and uh, like, what, what else should we know? Like if someone's coming in here blindly, they know this is the first time they ever heard anything about mortgage notes and nothing about the space. And I know that we can reach out to you, ask more, more questions. But for the listeners that are on here, what are, what are some tips, some things that we can walk away with that we can employ, start, or even research on right now? I mean, to kind of get, get things moving. You know, there's a lot of websites out
0: there. Um, there's even books written on investing in mortgage notes that you could go in and read for yourself. Um, it, the thing would just be just getting started to understand it, uh, trying to wrap your mind around being the bank. And again, a lot of people have a hard time with this. They think because they, they think that the bank is this you know entity, this building that they could never touch. They're untouchable. You know, there's no way I could be the bank. Um, you know, but the thing is when you invest in a mortgage note, you have all the rights that a bank does when you own a note and they have a lot of rights they can do a lot of things. And you have, you have access to every single one of those as a private individual that a bank has, just because you own a note and you don't have, you know, bank title doesn't mean that you don't get access to those same rights. Right. So first thing would be wrapping your mind around becoming the bank. Um, now these investments are, you know, not, not cheap by any means owning a home is not cheap either. So you got, you got to have some fiduciary responsibility, uh, some savings set up, you got to be in the right place. You know, you can't be living paycheck to paycheck, honestly. Um, if you want to be doing investments, that's, that's a whole other conversation
1: that you need to focus on. Very cool. So any, any last tips that you want to be able to give to the listeners that they're, uh, tuning in,
0: uh, last tips, um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, other than if what questions you have, because I know the questions you have are probably the questions your listeners have. You know, the problem is I talk about this stuff all day long and sometimes I forget what it's like to be a new person and just, just wrap my mind around it. Um, I talk to investors all day long and um, they, they come up with a different range of questions, which we've covered the majority of them here on this call. Um, you know, the, the thing I'll add there. Is that you may not realize is when you own a house and you want to rent it out, you have a lot of costs involved. You have the mortgage, you have the HOA, uh, you have um you put aside money for uh repair costs, for vacancy costs. You have probably, you're probably gonna have a property management company that charges 10% right off the top, you know, of the gross. Now, when you own a mortgage note, there is no cost. I'm sorry, there's one cost you're you're gonna transfer the note to a third party servicer and they're typically gonna charge 30, 40 bucks a month each month to service the note. So they're gonna send out the statement, they're gonna collect the money, they're gonna take care of the escrows. So they're gonna take care of the taxes, insurance, make sure those are paid. They're gonna file the taxes for you and send you a statement. I mean, it's worth every penny not to do that, it's such a pain. So the costs of owning a note are much less, your ROIs um, on relatively speaking is gonna be higher. then if you have a rental rentals, you know, if you can get a good 7%, maybe even 8% would be fantastic return that you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing good um, notes. I mean, we, you can easily get eight plus percent, 10. I get my, my investors, even 11, sometimes even
1: 12% on a 30 year fixed note. Now, this question is probably way off topic from it, but uh, just from conversations that you, me, me and you had offline, I'm kind of curious to know, cause like th- this is no different than than building the business and where it's all about relationships and getting to know people and having those connections. And I know you're really great at finding those people and building those connections and establishing those relationships. Who are the type of people that you want to be involved with? If someone was like showing interest in wanting to do mortgage notes, what type of people should they be interested in getting to know? Kind of uh, you know researching, building building those relationships with and connecting with, and just kind of. Helping them get started. Like, do you, is there certain people that you recommend with, or wh- where do you where do you think people should start there? As far as who I'm looking for. Yeah. So someone, let's just say someone that they they are just now exploring the idea of mortgage notes. Because just like any business, you know, you want to be able to find who's the ideal client, who's yeah. who's the type of people you want to connect with? Who do you want to have on your team? Who are the who's like the circle of friends and influences that you want to be able to have to help you kind of get started, or just to kind of have there to, to guide you along to help you? Like investors is definitely going to be one of them. So, but what type of investors? And I mean, what what are the type of people? that you should start researching and finding and looking for to really help get your feet off the ground if someone was wanting to explore the idea of investing in mortgage notes? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. Um, The people that I traditionally work with are high-level entrepreneurs, executives. Um, You know, they, they have their finances in check. They want to create a residual income that they don't have to worry about. Like they're really good at their job. They're really good at their profession. They don't need to learn a whole new vocation. They don't need to. They don't want to spend time with property management companies and tenants and repairs and all that stuff. They don't want to do that. They're really busy. They're very successful. They're driven and they're high level. Um, you know, they're very. They're, they're much more high level as far as investment goes. Uh, Those are the people I get along with the best because, you know, an entrepreneur is a certain kind of crazy, right? (laughs) Um, So doctors, dentists, uh, C-level executives, uh, internet people who make a ton of money, but they don't know where to invest their money. Uh, We see a lot of that right now, even Bitcoin. Um, I know everyone wants to reinvest their money in Bitcoin, but, you know, it's really good to diversify and have a hard asset. So that pays you every single month, and that asset doesn't go away. It uh, doesn't vanish in thin air. Doesn't go from sixty thousand a bitcoin. Doesn't go from sixty thousand to forty thousand in, in a matter of two weeks. Um, you know, I think we're all going. We all think it's probably going to go back up. But I'm just saying, there's nothing there. You know, people who t- don't want to invest in stocks because if your stock goes to zero, you have no recourse. You have nothing left. You know, you have a, here. You have a hard asset backed by a borrower's guarantee they're paying the mortgage. You're leveraging other people's time and skill set to make money to pay the mortgage that pays you a monthly payment with a very, very good uh, interest
1: rate in return on investment. Love it. So the same one question that we ask all of our guests when we interview them is, uh, what is your creed? Meaning, what is the one thing that you're most committed to that you're going to be resilient to push through no matter what? Showing up every single day, giving your best, and having the emotional, physical discipline to complete your mission. Have you thought about what your creed is? You know,
0: my creed might be a little different than other people's just because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. And so some, a lot of times my perfectionism gets in the way of uh, moving forward and progressing. Because for me, if it's not perfect, I don't want to do it. Um, And I know that's so bad. And I get beat myself up for making mistakes. And my creed every day is, is just do it. I mean, even if it's not perfect, let's just do it. Like I, 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 you know, it's, it's very important. The words that you talk to yourself, that you tell yourself, because most people beat themselves up. Oh, you're stupid. You're an idiot. Like I hear this all the time. People talk about themselves. Like, oh my gosh, like you need to be nicer to yourself. Holy cow, give yourself some grace. Give yourself a break, right? But I used to be that person. I used to be that person. And every day, it's a daily battle, daily struggle, daily die-to-self thing where I give myself grace. It's okay if I make mistakes, um, but I'm moving forward. And even if it's not perfect, I'm still going to do it. Um, and I'm going to have my own podcast starting and I'm battling myself every day on it not being perfect. I just need to get it started. So you know, I'm talking to myself as I tell you this right now, but every day it's my thing where I need to just be nice to myself, um, give myself grace. And I would encourage everybody here. I, I know there's people listening to the podcast that probably feel the same way and, you know, you, you just need to be nicer to yourself and, you know, speak good things over yourself that you're doing a good job. And move forward. Even if it's not perfect, still move forward. You can always go back and make things better, but nothing's going to start. And if you're waiting for it to be perfect, it's it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. And if it is perfect,
1: you missed the boat a long time ago. Yeah. Talking about starting a podcast, like even for this daily, my show right here, it took me, I probably talked myself out of it for probably two years before I finally launched it. It's because I just gave myself every excuse. Like, ah, no one wants to listen to anything that I have to say. No one... No one like I. It might, is it going to be perfect? Is it going to be good? Or, or, or is anyone even going to want to listen? So, um, the the big thing that, just like you say, is just kind of get started, get going, because you know it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to get better along the way. And then listeners are going to in. So, and you're going
0: to be scared doing it, right? Yeah. When I bought my first property, when I started this, when I bought my first property, man, I was sweating bullets. Like, is this going to work? Is this is this a scam? Like, I, I've heard it all. And the best thing to do is trust your
1: instincts get your questions answered, look at the results, and move forward. Yeah, I love it. So if someone was interested in wanting to pursue the the avenue of doing some mortgage notes. What is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, just go to my website, fill
0: out um, go to my website, fill out the information, you can book a call on my calendar and that way we can talk one on one. I can find out a little bit more about your goals, what you're looking to do, you know like uh, what is what does success look like for you? How much do you have to invest? You know, what's your monthly income you're looking for? Um, they can go to shfpartners.com. So it's Signature Own Financing, shfpartners.com.
1: Very cool. Well, okay. listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Josh Jackson as he talked about investment and other avenues of how you can make your money work for you. And uh, if you guys want to get in touch with him, make sure you visit his website. We'll also drop it down underneath uh, the information on this episode. And if you you have any questions at all, make sure you reach out, connect with him, and he'll definitely be able to help steer you in the right path. Until next time, simplify. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spear. If you want to get more leads and grow your business, head over to fitprofunnels.com to get your free gift today. That's fitprofunnels.com. And to connect with JR online, check him out on Facebook at jr.spear.3. Or feel free to join the Facebook group at FitProFunnels. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear.